the Trevor Jackson Podcast. Niggas ask me, you know what I'm saying, if I have reason to talk, what have to be about them. So I ask niggas, if I don't reach the top, what y'all forget about me? Hey, what's really good? I hope y'all had a blessed holiday season, man. We back, man. The Trevor Jackson Podcast is back. We back with new content, new merch, new website, new everything. We just having a, a good time, and we just, you know what I'm saying, doing our thing, man. But this show that I'm doing right now is called The Hip Hop Debate. I know I put album down. I know y'all see album, but albums is the criteria, the thing that we're using to debate. So... On each show, this is a 10-part series. I'm just doing 10 shows of this. But we're taking 10 albums, and we're splitting them up. This album versus this album. This artist versus this artist. And who released the best project? And we got a criteria. We break it down how we're going to see that this project won, that this is the better project of the two. And we're going to do production. We're going to do features. We're going to do album sales. We're going to do it all, man. We're going we're gonna to break it down. And if y'all remember this first one, I'm going to do the uh, criteria on it. And then we're going to talk about it for a moment and the release date and everything. Then we're going to break it down. Let's get to it. But I'm not telling a nigga nothing you don't already know. Personal or business, you got to watch who your friends I'm thinking about hard times, freeing my mind. Who in the fuck going to be my crutch? Holding me up, helping me out, making sure that I stay in touch. What do I say? 95, 96, it was a good time. Them boys represented the South well. Eight ball MJG, Pimp C, Bum B, UGK, Ryan Dirty, on top of the world. <clears throat> classics, big boy classics. I had to start off with that because y'all know I'm from the South and I represent the South and I enjoy the South. You know what I'm saying? So, debate. Y'all perspective, my perspective. Which one was the best album? Let's go. Hey man, this one hit close to home. So, this the South. You know what I'm talking about? And this, uh, early in the show and we're gonna do the criteria and for the verses and what we think and my perspective and see if y'all agree with the game show and what's going on with the game show early so sales is one of the criterias production features singles and videos that's the criteria so a ball mjg i couldn't find none i couldn't find no sales like I know that era was different. It was tapes involved and CDs involved. And uh, they wasn't on a major label. They was on Suave House. So the numbers might have been, you know, numbers might have been hidden or whatever. And I got UGK numbers, but it was on Jive Records. They was on a major. And they had 850,000 sales and all. So mm, what's the difference of being on a major and being on an independent? Does this have something to do with it? Like the sales and we don't know the numbers, the actual numbers. That's crazy. I wonder how 8-Ball and MJG feel about that. Okay, so the next part of the criteria is production. And uh, UGK album had N.O. Joe, Mr. 3-2, Pimp C. And 8-Ball and MJG album had Smoke One Productions. And uh, if you know, Smoke One Productions was T-Mix and DJ Scoop. That's a good team. That's a good team. That's a real good team. They strong. DJ Squeaky still doing production in Memphis with uh, Young Dolph. But for me, I would have to go with UGK because they use live instrumentation. Everybody prefer real guitars, real drums, real instruments. 
over keyboard instruments. No diss to A-Ball and MJG because I'm a fan and I work with those guys. But at the end of the day, my perception and my perspective, I would prefer a production from Pimp and Mr. 3-2 because they use a real live instrumentation. Okay, the features on both of these albums. UGK had C-Note, Ryan Osley. I know the boy Ryan Osley, man. It's the truth now. And uh, eight ball them had Big Mike, E Forty, and Mac Mall. So E Forty at the time he was smoking hot. That's when in a major way dropped. Mac Mall was smoking hot with Untouchable. If y'all remember that album Untouchable, y'all know what I'm talking about out of Oakland, out the Bay. That's a dope album. Big Mike. He was one third of the Ghetto Boys at the time. If y'all youngsters don't know that. Big Mike was one of the artists on the Ghetto Boys. I think he was on there before Bushwick. Yeah, so he was a smoking hot artist. So there were some dope features on both sides. But standing the test of time, hmm. Y'all tell me who would y'all who would y'all prefer to be on y'all album? Cino, Ryan Isley, or Big Mike E40 and Mac Mall. Hmm. So the singles, Space Age Pimpin' for Eight Ball. Ooh, that's still a hit today. That's still a dope record today. And uh one day you heard the next you gone featuring Ryan Isley with uh UGK album. Now this uh, these albums, my favorite verse of all time is on that eight ball MJG album, and it's Friend of Foe. It's MJG verse on Friend of Foe. I'm thinking about hard times free in my mind. Holding up, gonna be my crutch, holding me up, helping me out, making sure that I stay in touch. Boy, he was spitting on that thing now. You know what I'm saying? But one day you're here, next day you're gone. To me, is the most timeless song on both of these projects, featuring Ryan Isley. And that gives me the edge over the single debate. One day you're here, next day you're gone. That's a dope, that's a dope, 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 dope record. You tell me you don't like that record, you got problems. But video-wise, okay. Why both of these classic albums don't have no video? I don't know. I can't understand why they don't have no videos. But in this versus battle, it's tough, but I have to give the edge to UGK. The reason being, they have the timeless song. I can see their sales. And they have the better feature for Ronald Isaac. So that's that's one. You know what I mean? That's one. UGK up. Let's do it. Hey, I hope y'all like the debate so far, man. But uh, this second album debate we're coming up with, these albums was released in two different times, but I know time is like, mm, time can play a part in a lot of things because you have younger individuals, you have older individuals, but uh, these two albums, one was released in 2004, one was released in 2010. To me, these are these artists' best two projects. My opinion. And here's the criteria for both of them. You blowing money fast on this side, nigga. Get your nigga, get your nigga. I think I'm big meat. Nasty. T.I. Urban Legend. Rick Ross, Teflon, Don. This was a tough one, boy. For me, anyway, I don't know for about y'all, but this is a tough one, boy. Who album was better? The king of the side. Or the biggest boss, huh? 
You know what I'm saying? Which album was better? You see, which one sold more? I can't believe that Rick Ross barely sold that many records with uh all those features. Kanye, Drake, Jay-Z, production from No ID, all of these people, and he barely sold that many records. Come on now, big boy. But let's get into the breakdown. Let's do it. To me, these are these artists' two best projects. Well, one best project for each artist, but <laughs> I said two. Okay, so we're going Rick Ross and T.I. this time. Hmm. Rick Ross. This is his, his best album. It's the one that had BMF on it. It's the one that had Super High on it. It's the one that had Ashton Martin Music on it. It's the Teflon Don. T.I. Urban Legend. This is Dopest Project. Dopest Project. And uh, sales-wise, 724000 for Rick Ross. $1.1 million for T.I.'s Urban Legend. And then hmm, I see his name again. Like he's hidden. He's a hidden gem. We got no idea again doing production on Rick Ross Teflon Down. We got Justice League. We got Lex Luger. We got Kanye West doing production on the Teflon Down. Then on that T.I., we got Tomp, Daz Dillinger from the Dog Pound, Lil John and Pharrell. So that's, that's a mean crew right there. That's a mean eight producers. In totality On both projects But I ain't gonna say Who I will go with yet As a production team uh, Yeah I am I, I'll go with With Ross production team That production on that album Was flawless Over the tomb The dads The Lil John And the Pharrell Even though T.I. did his thing With those Group of individuals He made a hell of a project The Urban Legend With those group of individuals But I would prefer personally The No IDs The Lex Luger The Kanye The Justice League so features wise on both albums I can't believe this though Like Rick Ross had Jay Z Drake Kanye West Styles P uh, My boy name who always singing on his records He had a he had a whole bunch of A plethora of artists on this album And the, the biggest of the biggest at the time And the, why did he didn't go platinum He only sold 724,000 But uh, T.I. had the biggest Artists at that time Lil Wayne He was the biggest at that time Nelly BG On the album He had a, a, a good crew He had his crew on there The uh, Pimp Squad click So The singles off of both of these projects was BMF No that was That's still hitting today That's the most timeless song Between both of these projects Super High And Aston Martin Music And uh On T.I.'s album Bring Em Out Swiss Beats production I didn't even mention that Bring them out, bring them out. That song was cheesy for commercial uh, success, but it was a good record. ASAP, and you don't know me. And the videos are the same for both artists. BMF, Super High, Ash Jamal Music. Bring them out, ASAP, you don't know me. So the TI record sold more. It was a dope project. Got some hits on there, some classic records. Manny Fresh produced on there also. I didn't mention that. I want to go with. T.I. album for some reason because it's the uh, it's best project in my opinion and it's a dope project you can play it all the way through but if I'm being honest the album that stand the test of time and the album that's bumping to this day is that Teflon Don Rick Ross that's the winner for real that's the best out of these two projects no cap you see, I'm saying stand the test of time. 
because a lot of albums be hot for a week, a week or two, a month, a year. But when you can go back and listen to an album 10, 15 years from now and it's still good, like that's that's what stands out to me. That's what is going to nine times out of 10 decide the winner for me, because like. <laughs> sometimes people be momentarily hot, you know what I mean? And then you go back and listen to it like five years from now, you're like, man, that's, that's trash. How was I listening to that? But, you know, my extent of hip hop knowledge is strong. It goes far. You know, what I mean, I know a lot about hip hop. Uh, I started listening to uh, hip hop probably around 92, 93. And uh, the music before that, I might not have uh, that much of knowledge about. I might not have been around because you got to be living in that era and feeling the moment of when people release music to really know. You can listen to something from the past or your past before you was into that, but it ain't going to hit you the same as when you're living in it. And I understand that. And I understand that about the youth. They ain't going to. Like, man, these records, this dude talking about trash, man. I can't listen to that. But the winner for me is going to be the winner that stand the test of time. Let's get into the next one. Yeah. Oh, I'm capping about messed up. That wasn't the next one. This the next one. Yeah, man. I'm back at it. Come on. Today's a new day. Got the boot i up in the suitcase. So go up town to Harlem. Tell them that I sent you. Y'all see the sales difference? Y'all see the sales difference? It's big boy. But I know I'm from Tennessee. I was supposed to off top say G unit and book. But them boys had everybody rocking their head hardy. <laughs> Rockstar gear, skulls and bones and all of that. Cam had the pink mink, pink suits on. Their cultural impact was strong, man. Their cultural impact was strong. Real strong, boss. If we go off numbers, this is a blowout. A complete blowout. But if we go off impact and what it did for the culture of hip-hop, it's real close. So... This time we're going G-Unit Dipset. G-Unit Dipset. I know the criteria. I only got to break the run down, down. Y'all know it by now. Sales. So we're going to start off with sales. 5.8 million for G-Unit. 640,000 for Dipset. Ooh. That's a blowout. Mm. But 50 was just coming off of his... Uh, First album, Get Rich or Die Trying, and sold a, a good a good twelve million. You know what I mean? So that was Big Boy, and his movie was about to release. So that was Big Boy, man. and uh, this album did Big Boy numbers. So the production for both albums, Dipset had Kanye, Heatmakers, Just Blaze, golly, they had that, that fire, that cold production, the the swag, the drip, the the sauce, man. That's what they had. The sauce on that album. And uh, 50 Cent had sauce too, though, man. He had no ID. I didn't know no ID had been producing that long. No ID has done some legendary work. He produced a uh, Jay Z whole album, the uh, 444. He produced a lot, man. He did a lot for Big Shine. He did a lot for Kanye. No ID has done a lot. But I didn't know he was working at that time, though. 
And they got production from Dr. Dre, iTech, Mr. Porter. They got some dope production on there, man. That was a good that was a good team of producers they had. And they only had one feature on the G Unit album, and it was Joe. I forgot the name of the song, but Joe was on there singing. And Dipset had uh Master P and DMX. It's an interesting to <laughs> to put on the album. But uh the singles were Stump 101, which introduced Young Buck to the world uh through G Unit, Stump 101 and my buddy. And Dipset had I Really Mean It and Bad About It. And the videos was the same for both Stump 101, My Buddy, I Really Mean It, Bad About It. The videos was both. For both. So I may be biased in this, but I have to choose Dipset. I have to, even though the numbers is way, way different sales-wise. But for me, and for playback value, I'm listening to Dipset album. I'm not listening to uh, G-Unit. I don't know. Nobody's just still listening to G-Unit. And for longevity, the Dipset album was better. That's probably their best work to date. So I have to go with Dipset as the winner over this. And leave some in the comment section if you want to dispute that or you want to go off on me and say, man, you crazy, man. But I just want to hear from y'all. Let's do it. Let's keep the games rolling. Let's go. The Trevor Jackson Podcast. Man, y'all enjoy music. Y'all can't dispute that, man. It got to be Dipset. It just got to be. That Beg for Mercy was nice, though, but it was successful because it was coming off of uh get rich or die trying but i got something that uh i've been wanting to talk about on the platform for a while and uh, it was the grammys you remember do y'all remember when nipsey hustle and pusha t was up for albums of the year episode two we're gonna have something special to talk about with that that's gonna lead the whole show off on episode two but here go one for the books too this is kind of new and this is this prior eyeball verses for y'all, but we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. It was hot in 2015. Yeah, yeah. I got my diamonds on. Got your diamonds on. Watch this on watch. I look down and I see. To me, 2015, it was the two hottest albums. It was the two hottest albums, but that future whew, was something else. That future was something else. That Meek Mill championships of him coming up out of prison, they were something else. But let's get on into it, though, man. Yeah. And if I was doing this one, the day of the release of the future Dirty Sprite 2, I would say that it's the best one out of all of them. But standing the test of time, I don't know if it's the best one out of all of them. But we're going to do the criteria. We're going to break down the criteria first, and then we're going to get into our perspectives of it. One million for the championships album. 1.1 million for the Dirty Sprite 2. Production wise, Meek had Wheezy, Take Keith, and Hit Boy. Production wise on Future, Metro Boom, Southside, and Zaytoven. The features on that championship was big boy features with Jay-Z, Drake, Rick Ross. And uh, on the future album, he only had one feature. And that was Drake. And every song was rocking like, 
we ain't got too many classic albums where it only had one feature or no features. That's ridiculous. Singles wise, uh, it was dangerous, going bad. Dangerous, I think. No, it was twenty four seven. It had LMA on it. One of them records, going bad, had Drake on it. So he had three singles off of that project. And on the uh, Dirty Sprite, it was three singles out also too. Commas where you at and Slick Talk, Stick Talk. <clears throat> the Future album was popping so hard at the time it was released that I don't know if it was no album that came out that was just popping like that. Besides, probably the Thug Motivation 101 with Jeezy. Where it was just bumping out of every car. It was in every club. You couldn't run from it. It was just bumping. Dirty Sprite too. Because he had that mixtape run. So, by him having that mixtape run, when he dropped his album, everybody was waiting on it. That stick talking, all of that, man. Commas and where you at? Yeah. <laughs> with Drake, it was, it was popping. But standing the test of time. I gotta go with that meat meal, that championship. Got to. It's only right. I'd be a fool to say otherwise. But hey, man, thank y'all. Let's do it. Meat meal won that that round championship. Yeah. Yeah, meat meal album gonna stand the test of time, man. It's just a better project overall. Championships is just a better project overall. And musically, I probably listen to future music more, but that championships is something about it. It's just something about it, man. The samples, the production, the the pain, the passion in his words and all of that is just a dope project. But uh, we're going to get to the last one. And this one to me is so close that I don't know what to say yet. Meal to see this how it feel. No worries about no bills. Negotiating deals. Buying me some shit. Sunning this bitch. When is he on? Hey, y'all leave in the comment section what y'all think about those two albums. The uh, Juvenile 400 Degrees and the Carter 3. 5 million sold for the Carter 3. 6 million sold for uh, Juvenile. And uh, me, I'm going to get on offer because I got to get to the money and uh get to the second episode, get the editing because this edit job is a lot of work, y'all. Y'all might not understand it's a lot of work, but I appreciate y'all uh staying down with the channel and tuning back into the shows. This is the hip hop debate episode one and I'm calling that battle a tie. A tie. Let's do it. Uh, peace, love and abundance. Go and get you some money. Niggas ask me Hi everyone, this is Key. I just wanted to say thank you for all the birthday wishes. I hope you have a happy Sunday. Bye bye.